This podcast is sponsored by Agroplante. Imagination, innovation, science in action. As a disclaimer, views expressed in interviews are solely those of the individuals and do not necessarily represent those of my ag life, JCS Marketing, and its employees. Welcome to My Ag Life, where we cover your world in agriculture. This podcast is powered by the top publications in the industry West Coast Nut, Progressive Crop Consultant, and Organic Farmer Magazine. Here is your host, Taylor Chalstrom. All right. Hi. Welcome to My Ag Life. Today we're talking with Franz Niederholzer, UCCE Farm Advisor in Calusa, Sutter, and Yuba counties about almond management considerations for October, including nutrient sprays, soil analyses, cover crops, and more. Welcome back to the show, Franz. Hi, Taylor. Thanks very much for having me on. So, Franz, let's start off with nutrients here. You know, what can an almond grower's, you know, July leaf or hole samples really tell them about uh, what their fall nutrient spray is going to look like? What what do they have to look back to to determine what they need to spray right now? Uh, good, good question. Usually, um, nitrogen is a big, you know, probably the most important nutrient in almond production. If your July leaf analysis comes back um, above 2.4, 2 uh, you're in good shape and there's no need to apply any in the fall. Um, if it comes back lower than that, um, you know, uh, deficient is is two, 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 three. Uh, a little bit of nitrogen is a good way to top off the tank. Uh, there's not the there's not that much room for any to, to put that nitrogen anywhere in the in the tree. There's no growing tissue, things of that nature. So, you know, if you have low nitrogen um, right now or in the summer, you know, maybe 20 pounds of actual nitrogen per acre is going to be more than enough to to um, to set you, you know, to, to fill up the tank, if you will, for the for the next year. Uh, if you're over 2.4, um, my experience has been that you don't get any uh, yield bump next year from any added nitrogen in the fall. And that's, you know, in this kind of market conditions, um, money you don't have to spend, uh, money that won't improve yield next year, probably not uh, high on the on the priority list. Uh, potassium. Uh, is important for uh, producing a big crop, which we might see next year, uh, given the lower production this year um, and the acres in the ground. Um, you know, you're checking your potassium levels is important um, from last year, uh, but because a crop pulls, crop is where most of the potassium goes in a uh, in almond production. If you've got a big crop next year, uh, or, or you've set a big crop in the spring, you'll need to have um, be feeding that uh, during the season and you could put some uh, I'm sort of maintenance rate of dry uh, potassium nitrate probably potassium sulfate or potassium chloride um, down now or you know, in November um, let that get um, rained in or irrigated in and be uh, be ready for next year or at least have an ante up so you could you could top off your program next year with fertigated products um, but that's um, you know potassium. Potassium's the, the the bigger of the of the two, uh, the big two, nitrogen, potassium. Um, depending upon your whole your whole um, boron levels, 
October is a really good time for solubor or, or similar boron product. Um, you're looking for maybe 0.4 pounds of actual boron is um, a good rate. That's two, equivalent to two pounds of solubor. Uh, well, as long as you've got a good healthy leaf canopy, that'll get uh, absorbed really quickly. You can put that on with a, with some zinc um, if that if the fall is your uh, your preferred zinc timing. Uh, research in peaches, very similar to almonds, um, shows that five pounds of zinc sulfate uh, in October will um, get zinc into the tree at the same uh, equivalent of a of a heavy rate later in the season, like an October timing of 20 pounds of zinc sulfate per acre. Um, so that October timing of say five pounds of zinc sulfate and maybe two pounds of sulf, uh, pardon me, two pounds of solubor, the equivalent um, amount of B boron is really important uh, when you have uh, low levels of, of uh, boron uh, or low to moderate levels of boron. Um, target somewhere, the target leaf, tar probably target hull levels are somewhere around 150 parts per million. Um, so if you're under that, you know, one pound or maybe two pounds of, of solubor, again, 0.2 to 0.4 pounds of actual B um, is, is going to be uh, beneficial. Even up to 200 pounds, me, even up to 200 parts per million of boron, uh, Dr. Brown at, at UC Davis thinks maybe a pound of solubor uh, wouldn't be uh, detrimental. You get up over 200 parts per million, there's you know, plenty of, uh, you're so very sufficient and 300 parts per million is toxic. So that you're getting uh, getting pretty close. But the, so the fall is those uh, in order of importance, um, potassium, depending upon whether you want to put it on now or fertigate it uh, in the in season. Um or, or you could put you could band it on uh, dry application in, in the dead winter if you wanted to, and access wasn't a problem getting in there to do it. Um, then then the boron and zinc uh, and maybe nitrogen, generally speaking, for most well managed blocks would be low lower on the list. Franz, you were mentioning a little bit about how some of these sprays uh, you see the effects going into the following year. You know why is this fall timing, this October timing? Um, for some of these sprays, really actually pretty important for, for later on, say, January, February? A good good question. Um, boron is most important. It's an essential element, but it's most important at bloom. And um, fall applied, soil applied boron in the fall just doesn't get into the flowers um, by next, by bloom season, next February, uh, you know, late January, February. Um so a, a spray uh, now is really uh, important. And as a, a compared to walnuts and pistachios, almonds um, can move boron around inside the tree. Um, it's flow mobile. So if you apply boron now uh, to healthy leaves, they'll be absorbed through the leaves and be moved into the spurs and in, you know the buds now and be ready for bloom in the um, you know ne next uh, next February. And research in, in um, years ago at Nichols and many other places around the state showed that, um, again, that two pounds of solubor equivalent of, say, 0.4 pounds of actual B, that can, under um, low boron levels in the, uh, in the, in the hull, uh, in, the, in the orchard, can return 100, 200 pounds of nuts of kernels per acre. Uh, it's the best return on investment 
that I know of un under those conditions, and you can do an almond. It's relatively inexpensive um, and ha can have a major impact on, um, on set. You can put it on at bloom next year, but um, you want to put it on at pink timing. And if you've got a traditional planting of nonpareil and some, some pollinizers, choosing which pink is the one you want to target is just uh, you're trying to tank mix it with fungicides and things of that nature. Um, it's, it's less, um, that's more of a hassle, but it still works. A, a pink timing is as effective as a fall timing. And if you're trying to save money um, and you can thread that needle for a, a good timing of pink, um, you know, that's, that's another option. Um, but that it has to go on no later than bloom to get the benefits of, of improved set. Definitely. Franz, I want to ask you something about uh, soil sampling. Now, you know, sometimes, you know, it's, it's recommended for growers to take some soil samples around this time to assess any effects of using lower quality irrigation water, like those uh, high in salts, um, you know, it could lead to a salt buildup or a buildup of a different, um, you know, a different element in the soil. Um, I'm just curious what sorts of buildups a grower should really be looking for here. Uh, so uh, good, good question. Um, chloride, boron, sodium, those are the big, um, the big toxic, the bad guys, if you will. It's always good to look at EC or total um, salinity, electrical conductivity gives you an idea of it. And it's just general salt buildup, which um, higher EC, higher salt in the soil, um, puts a drought stress, uh, an artificial drought stress on the trees. They just have trouble getting water out of salty uh, salty soil. Um, that's good to check. P, uh, pH is always good to, to look at. Um, kind of basically the, the, phys the, the physical chemical environment that your roots are living in. Um, it's uh, maybe not, depending upon your orchard, maybe not as crucial this year following a good, a good wet winter and hopefully a good quality surface water. Uh, as it would have been last year coming out of two or three years of, of um, uh, drought and, and uh, poor irrigation water quality. But it's always, you know, it's helpful to have that number. Um, uh, but this year might be a year to, to uh, if you're looking to save some money, uh, depending upon the conditions in the orchard, maybe not as critical um, as in other years. Um, but now, you know, if now is a, t a good time to take it, if that's something that that fits your budget and, and you have concerns based on whatever water you were using this past year. Yeah. So I want to, I want to talk about this year for a second, how it might be different to previous years or even future years, you know, with all the rain that growers actually received earlier this year, I mean, do you think these buildups are even going to be nearly as big of an issue as they have been in the past or are some growers still kind of looking at the same situation? Yeah. A lot just depends about what water you were using. Um, it should have been a pretty, uh, the, the, many of the salts should have been leached um, from last year's, with last year's rain. Um, you could, you know, you could do some, a, a little bit of testing just to check, uh, but it should be gone. There may be, um, you know, chloride and boron um, builds up in the tree over time. Um, and as the um, clean water is applied and, and crops come along, that does gradually leak away but it doesn't the rainfall last year leached the soil it didn't leach the tree so um i'm i'm going to be interested to see what the chloride leaf chloride levels look like 
and some orchards I'm familiar with that get, had a lot of chloride in the last two years, uh, 21 and 22, because um, I don't expect those to be cleaned up after just one year. Another year um, would be uh, a good, another another good wet winter, like we might be going into, um, will help will help with that. Now here's something, pardon me, I've, uh, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, diseases, so I'm jumping the gun. Yeah, no, we will we will get into diseases. Thanks for bringing that up, Franz. Uh, we're going to get to that right after a word from our sponsors here. Agroplante is the leading manufacturer in specialty products. Agroplante formulates products that rise to the challenge of today's growing conditions. Saline and sodic soils reduce crop yield and cause significant crop losses. Agroplante developed Cation EX5 Plus with growers in mind to manage soil salinity. With multiple years of research, Cation EX5 Plus has proven to be an excellent source of calcium and an effective soil salinity manager. Run it through drip irrigation without any issues. Simplify your application method with innovative and efficient formulations. Alleviate salinity stress with Cat Ion EX5 Plus. Agroplante. Imagination, innovation, science in action. Hi, we're back talking with Franz Dieterholzer, UCCE Farm Advisor in Calusa, Sutter, and Yuba Counties about almond management considerations for October, including nutrient sprays, soil analyses, cover crops, and more. So, Franz, yeah, you're right. Um, I did want to talk about disease for a second here. You know, uh, let's start off with shot hole. Early, early shot hole indications, you know, they, they start to develop around this time of year. Things like fruiting structures that a grower could see um, out in the orchard. That kind of brings us back to nutrient sprays, though, um, you know, because we, we can spray to kind of mitigate here. What's the recommendation there? Well, if the the um, the key is if you're applying zinc for uh, a fertilizer, um, you might get a, a secondary benefit, uh, especially at a high rate. It's uh, 20 pounds, say 20 pounds of zinc uh, sulfate per acre, and 100 gallons of water per acre. Um, you you get a secondary benefit. It should get a secondary benefit of uh, uh, defoliation, and that um, and you would you would be doing that later in the season. November timing when um, leaves are, you know, beginning to not drop naturally. You don't want to take them off prematurely. That takes, you know, carbon, you know, uh, energy storage away potentially from, um, from the, from the trees, but you can get um, leaves with um, uh, uh, shot hole spores, leaves with uh, rust um, uh, lesions on them. You can, if uh, you're, Again, you're you're putting the, the zinc on as a fertilizer, but you get the added benefit of removing those infected leaves from the canopy, and that uh, that helps you in, with an overall IPM program. Doesn't eliminate the need to to pay attention and and, and protect the orchard next year if uh, if the conditions uh, warrant it, but it does reduce the pressure, and that's a good um, that's a good place to start. Definitely, thanks for that, Franz. I want to talk about cover crops now. Pretty universal recommendation to seed your next round of cover crops by the end of October or around that time. Do you have any tips for planting fronds? Maybe any additional words of wisdom, of course, on on the general benefits of cover crops in an almond orchard. You know, they there are def, there are benefits. They come um, sometimes they help with erosion, depending upon what you've got planted. A, a good 
A good uh, vegetative cover of the orchard floor helps reduce uh, erosion. It can help um, add organic matter depending upon, on, um, you know, if you've got tritic triticale, has got a, a lot of uh, root mass, soil, soil organic matter that way. Um, if you're applying, um, if you have a, a, a cover crop, pardon me, a, a leguminous cover crop in there, um, that can help add nitrogen. Uh, sometimes you have to, to incorporate that, which can be a little, a little messy in an almond orchard, but um, to get the complete effect, you incorporate it. But you do get some, some benefit from um, some nitrogen from a leguminous cover crop. Um, you do have to have uh, regular rain to establish the cover crop, but you do get some real benefits. Uh, if, if, it, if it lasts, if you've got a, a, a you know, mustard type uh, cover crop that comes up and around bloom, you can help the, uh, or before bloom, you can help your pollinizers, your bees have a, a beneficial food source. That kind of bloom doesn't um, affect their ability to, to hit the almonds when the bloom comes. Although if we have a wet, a cold spring, um, we may have to cut them down uh, to, to uh, warm near, to reduce the, the chance of the orchard getting colder um, at bloom, which you don't want. Definitely. And I just want to highlight here, Franz, you know, you, you're not just talking about cover crops here from the farm advisor perspective. You're also kind of talking about it from um, the grower perspective as well, because you've seen them out in the fields. You at Nickel Soil Lab, for those that are listening, Franz heads up the Nickel Soil Lab, one of the largest tree net facilities in North America. I mean, you guys have tons of blocks with cover crops there. So you've seen these benefits firsthand. Yes. Yeah. It, it um, a good stand uh, improves the soil organic matter, improves rain infiltration, helps uh, reduce runoff. It also smothers out other weeds uh, that might come up and compete with it. We had triticale last uh, in yeah last year, the twenty two crop. You know, two two feet high or so, two three feet high. Um, didn't get once that got cut down in the spring. There wasn't a whole lot that came up in a drip irrigated block that came up um, in the middles. So, um, you know, th there are real benefits to cover crops, um, especially going into a, a El Nino winter where we should have good rainfall. Um, it can be tricky to get them established, but if you have, if we have regular rain this year, which better chances than not, um, that'll help them grow. And um, there, are, there are definite benefits to, uh, to having a cover crop out there. Have to, it has to get managed with everything else, but uh, some, certainly something to think about. Um, Again, particularly in a year like this. Definitely. Great points there, Franz. You know, I think we hit a lot of the uh, the more immediate marks, some of the larger marks in terms of October recommendations. I know we might have missed some smaller things here and there. Um, anything else you can think of, Franz, that an almond grower should know in October around this time of the year? Yes. One thing I, for I forgot to mention. Well, rootstock's vulnerable to um, Phytophthora. If it's going to be a wet winter, you know, who knows? We'll, <laughs> we'll know in the spring. But, um, you know, a protecting, taking steps now to protect your trees from Phytophthora, root rot, crown rot, um, something to talk with your, talk with your PCA about. Um, uh, there's a, a, a number of new Arondas. There's a, on several other uh, really effective materials that can be applied. They give you uh, some months of protection and um, you know, the phosphite sprays are also really beneficial. So um, for the, along the same line, so, so sort of preact preemptive um, 
practices to control Phytophthora um, are, are worth, worth considering. This uh, October is a good time. So um, just again, I, I would think long and hard about that to, to protect the health of your orchard if we have a wet uh, winter and into, into spring. And now with the leaf with the leaves on the trees is the time to do that if you're if you are going to do that. Definitely. Thanks for those final notes. Franz, good to look out for another potential uh, similar situation as we had earlier this year. So thank you for that as well. And thanks for taking the time to join me for another podcast talking about almond management considerations. We appreciate you being here today. Thanks, Taylor. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and your growers. This is Taylor Charleston for My Ag Life. Thank you for listening. Subscribe for updates, exclusive content, and more at myaglife.com.